is a Bramble Jam podcast. Hi, I'm Bran, and I love Hallmark Christmas movies. Hey, it's Panda, and I like Hallmark Christmas movies. I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies, and this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Well, there we are, everybody. Man. Boy, oh boy. I mean, they said it couldn't be done. They said, you won't go to Christmas Con and do a remote Deck the Hallmark in separate rooms. And we said, (laughs) yes, we will. Yes, we will. Anybody who knows us knows that we love challenges. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. When somebody threw out this idea, they were like, guys, I've got this. I got this great idea. Yeah. You go to Edison, New Jersey, you go to the same hotel separate rooms that's right record the show remotely it'll be a riot and i said i don't know if it's gonna be a riot or not but yeah. we will try it what so if you and so far two thumbs up what what if we made up an excuse like the power board the power you know cord to the soundboard we left at the convention center like what if we just said that like to be like a fun excuse so it looks like we're doing this on the fly even though we've got it totally planned out what if we did that that's not a bad idea because yeah i don't want people I don't want people giving us more dumb ideas because no. we love a good challenge. That's true. Like, and I, and I will say, I will say this. This is not a bit, but uh, we have to have traces on Whisper Watch. She had a little bit of the laryngitis um, and she's drinking her tea. She is with us, but she's been instructed by the doctor to only whisper. And so, um, and so that's where Trace is right now. And so if you I hear her. Yeah, I know, Trace. And maybe it sounds like a strain. It sounds like a strain when you're normally talking. So you're a strain. <laughs> just keep it to a minimum if you could, Trace. <laughs> no, the problem is, is uh, no, they took the door off this room. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> We're staying at staying at one of them hotels where they take the doors off the hinges. You know how it goes. Guys, I'm kidding. I look like I'm in a jail. <laughs> this would have never happened at the Red Roof Inn. I can tell you that right now. Hey, they didn't have any room for us, Rick, with the Boss Baby Fest. That's right. It's going strong. We're talking three, baby. We're talking trifecta. Trilogy. Ends. Now, um, Boss Toddler. Right? You had to shut it down. Uh, you we, shut are it down. Some, uh, <laughs> we are wearing some pajamas. Pajamas. Created by double decker Andy, who just. Man. Look at that. Crushed pajamas. it. That's so oh, cool. There's... I love so it. So great. There's I love the Draldi's already jealous. Yeah, he is. Panda, yeah. you have so many, you have so many pajamas. So like it's gonna be tough to work these into your circulation. My you're so, collection is getting out of control. Yeah, and you're so thrilled you've just taken your nose and eyes just off the screen entirely. <laughs> is this better place? I can't see myself. <laughs> this is just the dumbest thing in the world. God, how did we get to here? <laughs> Things were going well, so well for us. The challenge. I don't know what you want from us. If somebody wants to email in and be like, you guys won't record from Hawaii, like, yeah, we'll try. 
You put the bill. Um, yeah. I'm having such a good time here at Christmas Con where we're recording this on Saturday night. What a blast it is to see our friends. Um, Panda, what's been your favorite part so far? Oh, guys, beyond doubt. Uh, just meeting all the great fans, uh, getting a chance to sign some books and, and get to know everybody. It's been wonderful seeing them live and in person, especially putting uh, names and faces together. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to go with what I'm calling the double-decker dinner because it's an official annual tradition. We just finished up the first annual double-decker dinner where, what, 15 of our nearest and dearest double-deckers who are in Bramble Jam Plus subscribers – joined us for dinner. We called an audible. We couldn't get in the cheesecake factory. It still worked out great. It was a blast. We laughed and uh, just had so much fun. So, and now we're here uh, recording remotely and on delay, which is my favorite. It's the best way to do it, I think. And I will say yeah. this, being in Edison, New Jersey, which is, you know, New York's fourth cousin removed. Um, just removed, really, not once or twice removed, just removed completely. Fourth removed, I think. Yeah, but yeah. It really makes me miss, yeah, that Greenville. I don't know about you, Bruce. Oh, yeah. For oh, sure. yeah, love that. Yeah, that Greenville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Some things don't change even when you're recording remotely, and that's one of the things that I, I struggle with words some days. Yeah, you said it, pal. Yeah. Love that, yeah, that Greenville. <laughs> hey, Panda, you have written a poem, I believe, about that's correct. Greenville and how much you loved it. Yep. Uh, is now the time you'd like me to just yeah now this is when we do that yes all right this is good this is good uh <laughs> yeah i like that greenville a lot it really is great it makes me happy that i am in yeah that greenville man that was uh that was moving touching that was, was good stuff that was choice that was choice pal yeah. thank you guys um, i've been working on it all day yeah speaking well of, i can tell Speaking of choice, Universal Yums continues to come in clutch. Mm. Uh, we did a, an unboxing of the holiday box, mm. and I'm still dreaming. Of, I'm still dreaming about it. Oh man, the champagne prosecco bonbons! Come on, I mean, uh, just come on. And you go to universalyums.com/hallmark to get on the action. And that's um, actually why we're in separate rooms, as we were fighting over the holiday box. That's the yeah. real. We want to say that it's this cord thing or it's this challenge, but it's just the box. So how did this help? I, I don't know. We don't have to look at each other like in person. Your right? presence makes me sick. Yeah, you no, no. You, no, 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 no. Panda took the last bonbon. We, you were there. He took the I last know. bonbon. Then you took the last popcorn truffle, and you left me over there with just some beef chips. And I, and I, I just I can't. What, what are you guys doing to me over there? And so I said, get out, go to jail, Brand. Don't pass go. <laughs> okay. You guys are talking about Dickens of a holiday? I sure, sure am. This is a real Dickens of a situation we're in. It sure is. Dickens of a holiday originally aired on December 10th, 2021, and it went a little something like this. Cassie is helping her town of Dickens, Ohio, with the 100th anniversary of Dickens Day. It's, it, all, it all ends with a production of A Christmas Carol, and it's a pretty big deal. Town legend Ray is supposed to uh, play Scrooge as he always does, uh, but he never shows up to practice. What's going on? Cassie's mom told everyone that Cassie worked on Broadway, and so the expectations are quite high, despite it being more like off-off Broadway. Dan, you know about that. Oh, for sure. Boy, do I. 
the years I spent off off Broadway. Give me, give me a quick Jimmy Cal Calhoun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be live. I'm gonna be here. Don't stop me now. <laughs> the mayor dropped some bad news. Ray has laryngitis and can't be Scrooge. Ray writes the name <laughs> of the white. supposed to run? Was that supposed to run? The mayor dropped some bad news. Ray is laryngitis and can't be Scrooge. Ray writes a name on the whiteboard. Jake Dorsey. Your. <laughs> um, the mayor loves it. Jake is the biggest name to ever come out of Dickens, Ohio. He's a big action star. But Cassie is unsure. Because action star doesn't mean Dickens. Um, mm. We see Jake shooting an action scene on top of a car and it is magical. Cassie gives him a call and he's like, I can't do it. Uh, I'm going for this career defining role. I don't have time to play Scrooge in your little community play. Uh, his agent tells him that he did not get the role of a lifetime. They don't mm. think they can be a serious actor. So he decides to do the Dickens thing in hopes of showing off his acting chops uh, in a play with a big Broadway director and Cassie. Cassie is very surprised, but she's happy that the play is saved. The next day, Jake kind of goes uh, missing, doesn't show up for costume uh, fitting, or when the mayor announces that he's gonna uh, be in the play in front of the whole city, he just doesn't show up. And Jake tells Cassie, he just wants to lay low. So when an opportunity comes for him to wear Santa and wear a beard where no one knows who he is, he jumps at the opportunity. And he gets to spend time with his nephew, Brandon. Hey! <laughs> um, and his brother is clearly not a fan of this quick drop-in. Uh, Jake uh, starts rehearsing as Scrooge, and he's having a hard time figuring out how to play him. So uh, she pulls him aside later and um, helps him get in the right frame of body. Does some things with the chin to figure out this is what Scrooge is like. <laughs> give me one uh, uh, Give me one more day. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be live. I'm gonna be here. I'm Jimmy Callahan. Why is Jimmy Callahan always gonna be live? And going to be here, which is weird because typically if you're live, you're also in the place where you're live. And that is why he was off off Broadway right. is because he thought he needed to let people know that he was both live and here. And that I, would, I think was a mistake. I would still suggest that was the best five dollars we ever spent on tickets. Oh, man. It was life changing. Jimmy Callahan was. I'd say. And the thing is, is he's playing a different role, but he would still say he's playing some guy named like, 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 like Royce Diggles, but he still says I'm Jimmy Callahan during the performance, which, yep, not great, Jimmy. Classic Royce Diggles. Um, <laughs> back to the synopsis at hand. Oh, we're still uh, doing that. I forgot. He uh, tries to work on things with his brother, and he's not having it until Cassie does some little work and talks about pot pie. So Cassie and Jake uh, keep hanging out, and they end up having a very romantic carriage ride. Jake does an interview for Cleveland Today, and he pulls Cassie over, and they're like, what's your favorite Jake Dorsey movie? And she has never seen a Jake Dorsey movie. And you think that that would be something that would really bother this guy, this big action star. No, it does not. He's surprised mm -hmm. 
feel about the whole situation. And uh, my guy just wants to keep hanging out with Cassie. Uh, he helps her decorate her Christmas tree. And after a quick visit to their neighborhood Ace Hardware. Ooh, Ace Hardware. I know. Man, those are I, the best. I love Ace Hardware. It you can get anything you need there. You really can't. A Christmas tree? No problem. Christmas tree? No problem. And the sparks are flying. He uh, makes up with his brother, and they have a, que- uh, a sweet hug-hug situation. Uh, she, helps, she helps him with a really big scene in the movie, and his assistant films him crushing it and sends it to the executives for the big movie, and the big movie executives love it, and they want to meet him on Christmas Eve, right when the Dickens play is supposed to be going on. And uh, he's like, no way I'm leaving to do that. And Cassie's like, you have to go. You, you helped me remember that I love directing. You did it, so we're gonna be okay. And he's like, I'm not leaving. And she's like, I'm kicking you out of the show. And uh, he's like, well, I guess, what do you do? What do you do about that? Um, <clears throat> and so um, he's like, what about us? And she's like, uh, I need to figure out my own future before I can have one with someone else. And um, so he goes on his way and she decides that she's going to play Scrooge herself and gives an impassioned speech about community theater that I think we were all looking for in our lives. Uh, But then Jake ends up showing up and he told the uh, executives that they can shove off and he does the show and he crushes it. And afterwards, we uh, don't really find out about if he ends up getting the role or not. I guess he didn't. And they end up kissing as the snow falls. And that, my friends, was Dickens. Dickens of of a holiday. We did it. And we nailed it. We did it. We nailed it, boys. Man, feel good about it. We got one more quick song. We do. Who's that over there? They're not right here. You know how I know because I'm live and I'm here. I'm Jimmy Callahan. I love that. One too many. It was one too many. That's what it was. (laughs) We played one too many, and that's on Trace. Trace whiskers still in effect. Want to be clear? There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, you guys want to take a quick break? I'd love yes. to, break. We'll be right back here on Deck the Hallmark. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Deck mm. the Hallmark After Dark. <laughs> Pajama yeah. edition. Pajama edition with our sexy voices. Um, <laughs> the pool is right behind me. Do you want me to take this over to the pool? I mean, he asked if we were going to use the pool, and we said no. <laughs> That's pretty ironclad. Yeah. yeah. When you say no, you say no. Um, you say guys, no. let's dive into this movie. Let's start with the hot take. Panda, we actually came to New Jersey partially for Christmas Con, but also right. um, yeah. the New Jersey's. Uh, a citizen brigade uh, wanted to give you a trophy yep. for uh, giving hot takes that are worth a darn. And <laughs> so, so we had to do that. And so yeah. uh, Panda, give people what they're looking for. Give us a hot take that's worth a darn. Guys, I got all the darns you possibly could want right here. Uh, this movie is a top five movie for me. 
Uh, I loved it. Uh, Chris absolutely crushes it in this movie. Uh, and so does Brooke. She is wonderful in this movie. Um, there's some amazing scenes in this. Uh, I was absolutely riveted by this story, even though it's one that we've seen before. It felt new. It felt fresh. Uh, it felt... Um, man, just really enjoyable to watch. And and they play really well off of each other. Uh, Chris gives a performance where he just immerses himself into this role. It is a delightful movie from beginning to end. Two thumbs up, big fun, maybe 10. I 10 of 10? Stamp it, boys. Stamp 10 it. of 10. 10 of 10 for a hallmark for this year. Uh, it's still not as good as Unexpected Christmas, but it's still very good. <laughs> So what's that? Also a ten of ten, I assume. Yeah, it's it's ten of ten plus. I like to ten of my ten plus. plus. So it's still ten, but it's out of something called ten plus, which makes yes. it higher. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> it's not ten plus out of ten. It's ten of ten. No, plus. It's, a, it's a ten ten plus. I got it. Yeah. Um, I agree with Panda. To <laughs> shake your bridge than you thought it was going to be. With <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, top three movies for me, it is, uh, guys, you know me. I, I mean, at this point, I mean, I, I, why, why do I even try to hold my cards? I just, I'm flashing them to you. And all the cards say is, I love Chris Palaha. Um, flush. <laughs> I love Chris Palaha. They say, I love Chris Palaha flush? Yeah, they do. Interesting. Because I do. I love Chris Palaha flush. Um, and... This is his. This is his best Hallmark movie uh, performance, and my favorite, my new favorite, Christopher Vlaha movie. I just absolutely adored this movie. His performance, not just as Jake, but as Scrooge. That guys, what the performance mean? when he's on his knees and he and he finally and he gives that impassioned performance that's being recorded. Um, your boy cried at a performance. It, within a performance. Within a performance. Like yeah. I teared up too. Yeah. It took me to another level. I absolutely adored that performance. And I absolutely adored Brooke. The, she was so good in this movie. This whole movie worked for me across the board. And the thing that I liked about this movie a lot is the fact that that we we thought that he was gonna get to the thing. And then he was going to be like, oh, you know what? I need to go back. But he didn't. He just said, I'm not going to go. And we don't get any resolution on that. We don't know what the executives thought of that decision. Probably didn't like it. And I appreciate that they didn't give us all of those answers. They didn't tie everything up in a nice bow because there's a part of Jake's career that is now a question mark about what comes next. And so I like that. I like that we still have actual questions. The performances were all knockouts, and um, I, I listen. I love Chris Palaha flush. So, I love Christopher Palaha flush. Ten out of ten plus is those are the two hot takes. That is the hot takes. And you're this saying you're New Jersey, for, guys. the New Jersey Citizens Brigade, is what you're yeah. talking about. That's a big deal. Yeah, um, I'm really on it. This is in a in a year where we've had a lot of. Um, advancements in what Hallmark's willing to try. This has the trappings of a very standard, you know, boilerplate Hallmark movie. 
Um, and it is one by and large, all, all the way down to, you know, a dueling play and party that both take place Christmas Eve night, which is just absurd. Um, <laughs> and so there's a lot of this that just checks the perfunctory boxes of unfortunate, but the performances, the performances in this movie are the best performances we've seen all year. Yes, that includes Tyler Hines and Unexpected Christmas. Yes. It does. I'm sorry. These performances by these two leads crush it. They just do. I mean, I would maybe still say Bethany Joy Lins is my favorite uh, a performance from a leading but lady. That's not Christopher, a guy that even holds a candle. Oh my gosh. Christopher mm -hmm. Palaha is just operating on another level right now. Um, yes. And he, here's the thing is, he didn't have to. Like, he didn't have to do that. He, that's not what he's getting paid to do. He does it because he loves it. And he, he cares about making something worthwhile on the Hallmark Channel. And so we talked about to him. He was very excited about this movie, and rightfully so, because they finally gave him a chance to show those chops. And boy, did he have the chops. Um, he's great in this. I don't know what you guys are talking about, crying on the Scrooge scene. That's ridiculous. He's great. He's great in that scene. He's great in the movie. Brooke D'Orsay, the the undersung Brooke D'Orsay, who is sometimes D'Orsay, D'Orsay, excuse me, who is sometimes in films of lesser than average quality or quality that sometimes we give a hard time, and she's an unfortunate byproduct of that. She's wonderful in this. Has yes. two has two or three scenes where I was like, oh my goodness, like the, what she's doing here is just also next level and because weirdly enough Palaha gets more screen time she what she's doing could easily go unnoticed she's wonderful and she's nuanced and she's layered and um she does an amazing job and so these two characters in a movie that I found to be meh these two characters lift the material up uh into I've not looked at it I, it's pro I watched it on a plane this morning it's it's probably going to be a top five movie for me as well. Praise hands emoji. <laughs> I said. I just heard you did it. Praise hands emoji. Yeah. What do you think the uh, the California Citizens Brigade? Are we waiting on them for a, an award? Have they been really tough? Is Tammy the holdup? Yes, Tammy's the hold. And I don't know why you had to bring it up. Yes, of course Sorry. Tammy's the holdup. You know that's on a sensitive topic for me. That yeah, brigade, that's right. That brigade, I just, I can't even. Um, let's get to all the feels. It's part of the show. Get off us about the crying, Dan, first of all. Like, shove off. <laughs> um, let's get to it. Panda, feels? Yeah, uh, so a scene to me that is the best scene in a Hallmark Christmas movie this year, one of my favorite scenes I've seen in a Hallmark movie is a scene that you referenced earlier, Bran, where he is being coached by uh, Cassie. Jake's being uh, coached by Cassie on how to perform. He just can't get right. And he's on his knees and he gets into this dramatic performance. But here's why that scene works. Not only does Chris do a great job there, but Brooke really sells that scene. Yeah. She sells it as this director who really helps him connect. And she's compassionate and deeply emotive and you see her true skill and ability as a director and that's when you realize 
oh, wow, she really is good enough to be on Broadway. That scene is uh, amazing to me. And it is, for these type of movies, transcendently good. Uh, we've talked about this movie to a couple fans today, and everyone references the scene as super memorable, and rightfully so. This is next level. Um, I, and that, I mean, I cried. And what's incredible about that is, I know, Dan, you're making fun of us for it, but I think that shows you the skill and ability that we're watching somebody perform inside of performance and he brought the Christmas Carol to life to me in a way I've watched, listen, I've seen the Christmas Carol as a play and I've never, I don't know the way he did it. it just, it, it brought emotion for me. I mean, and I've never, I've seen Christmas Carol so many times that I kind of feel numb to it, but he just did in such a way that it made it feel alive to me and her just bringing it together, man, I, that scene is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah. In that same vein, the 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 uh, obviously that scene did it for me. But the scene earlier where she's helping him like loosen the face and do the, like it was a uh, really good scene. A little little sensual, like a little you feel you feel you feeling it when you're feeling it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also just a really good scene. Like both the thing that I think both like both of them in this movie, like they're just in the in the pockets they're in it's just like, one pocket buddy it's just one no, pocket it's not no, plural no they're, they're in each, the pocket they're each in their own pocket so they're so, like they're so they don't really come out and act together they're just in their own acting pocket no that's not what i'm saying don't just yeah, they're in the pocket one See, pocket they're, they're, they're each no they're candy. each in their skills pocket this no, is what no, you got no no this is, this this is, what is ridiculous this is ridiculous yeah. Tammy it's has in a the pocket singular. That's Tammy what it is. Has, no, no, they are, no. They are no. each in, in a pocket. No pocket can contain these people. Okay. No. So let me just. Can I just say this to you real quick? They're hot pockets. One hand. One hand. Yeah. This hand is Chris Pilato. Yeah. Say yep. goodbye. He's going in a pocket. Bye, Chris. You're not. I'm not going to cross my other hand. Who's Brooke? I'm not going to cross to put it in the same pocket. The whole point of being in the pocket is doing something where you're in connection with someone else. When a band is in the pocket, they're playing really good together. Why wouldn't these two actors be in the same pocket, Brand? No, Stop no, dying no, on the this pants. hill. It's a bad the hill pants, to die on. No, the pants are the connection. The pants are the connection. <laughs> they're so in they're, the same pants. They're in the same pants, different pocket. No, pants. Yes. That's what Single. I'm Pants. Yes. But pants, separate pockets, pockets. Is what you're saying. Pants. Just say singular pocket. You say pant pockets. Don't do it, Brand. No, I'm not going to give on to this. They are in the pockets. They're <laughs> their pockets. Dan, what you got, buddy? I got a new feel. Brand standing by pockets. <laughs> Pocket watch. Um, that's right. Um, it's a very little thing, but I loved it. Um, Brooke Dior say they're practicing, and uh, Palaha looks over and says, that girl's totally into that guy. Or that guy's totally into that girl, and she says, a girl always knows when a guy's into her. And she walks off, and under his breath, he says, not always. Mm. And that was the moment for me. Like, that was the moment. It wasn't all this other stuff. I know that Chris can, act like, you know, he got to overact with Scrooge, which I think he crushes, right? And I know he can act subtly. I know he's got that range. But you give me that little 
like this flame that he's never lost for this girl. Like, and he does it so great. That was my feels in this movie. I love it. Let's take one more quick break and we'll come back. Panda's also in the pocket right now. Don't worry. I'm in the pocket, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Hang it out. Yep. Yep. It's dark in the pocket. It is. That's why there's two of them. Well, you need a lot. We'll be right back. Well, we're back, everybody, and I, uh, I've got good news. Okay. <laughs> I talked to Johnny Pockets. Okay. How did that help? Well, what do you mean, how did it help? He always is helpful. Mm-hmm. He, he's the definitive voice on Pockets. Is he the definitive voice? Voted, voted by you, the fans. <laughs> and yes, we are correct. Wow. Yes, one of us. The collective we is correct. Yes, we. No, me and Brandon are. Brand are. <laughs> uh, let's I'm just telling you what that ledge is shaky enough with one person on it. Pain. I'm just letting you know it could just. No, hold. I'm coming along, boys. Don't you worry. Don't you hold. Don't yeah. you hold me back. Thought you might. <laughs> let's uh. Let's From go flying. When did that come into the picture? <laughs> I think you know. I'm in the that pocket right now, ledge. man. That would help the ledge. If you flew, it would help the ledge. Exactly. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to the wait what where we talk about one is we just go wait what panda. Uh, I I just have a question about uh, I, Christmas Carol play itself. The guy who has been doing this up uh, for years, Ray, it gives for by all accounts a, an iconic performance. My question is, why do they only do it then on Christmas Eve? Like, that's the worst night to be having a play. Why would you not? I just don't understand why. If it's that good of a performance, and this is a huge boost to the town, why wouldn't you just schedule multiple multiple times for this play to happen? You don't ever just do a one shot, do you? Like, if it's that big of a deal. I think I I 100% agree with you. The idea of a Christmas Eve play, the night of Christmas Eve, absurd a lot of things in this movie are absurd like that but when we say iconic i don't think we mean iconic like uh daniel day lewis in there will be blood i think we mean like the town talks about this guy for the other the remainder of the year it's not like an actually award-winning performance it's this thing that the drama teacher from high school does that people love to see once again even if the Christmas Eve thing is dumb, but I gathered that he's not actually an amazing actor, but he's, he's taught all these amazing actors. And so this is his one time to step back in every year. And that's you what see, I got the special. impression that it was drawing other people from other towns. And maybe that's, that's, I, I thought they mentioned that, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, they said the they couldn't thing is, get anybody from Cincinnati to come in town until Palaha took over the role. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. The the second thing is the hot chocolate stand and the signs within this little marketplace. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all like the people in the in a typical stand, you have one person on one side serving the the hot chocolate to the other side. It's pretty standard stuff. But the sign is always facing the person serving the hot chocolate. Like he's standing it's on wild. the wrong side of the booth. I I don't understand. Uh, the third and final thing I never got any resolution on is why did they have to interview Chris 
at the ice skating rink. Why, yeah. Like, why, why was it, what, what was going on there? Like, of all the places to the interview, it's just also the ice skating rink. His director skating in the background. Like, that. I, like I don't that understand. Weird. The scene made no like sense. Skating, skating hard. Yeah. Well, whatever stunt double it was was skating hard. Yes. Yeah. Hard. Um, I only have a couple guys. Um, one, you, it is a bold choice. And I feel like this has happened before, but it, I'm reminded of it. To announce somebody in front of a group of people without knowing if they are there or not. Big time. <laughs> to say, hey, superstar, you gotta check if that guy is there, right? Is there anyone out there that's just like, let's do this thing? <laughs> let's, let's, let's just go for it. <laughs> I, I, it it's, a bold, it's a bold move. Um, and my last one is um, she she tried to take a selfie with a flash on. And uh, I don't know what type of monster you are. <laughs> but we don't do that here. No, we, we do, do not do that here. here. Nope. Um, at one point, Chris Pilar's character says the line, I don't know who Scrooge is on the inside. Now, it would be one thing if this was a play written by someone in town. This is Ebenezer Scrooge. You're an actor. I get you're having trouble with the motivation. I get you've been doing movies and you got to do screen. The idea that an actor doesn't know the basic motivation of Ebenezer Scrooge, patently absurd. Patently absurd, hard for me to get past. Did, that didn't take away from anything he does in the movie. It just, it just was a, a, a little bit of a bridge too far for me. Um, she can't think of a single movie title of his. Not a one. Can't think of a single movie title. Like, the guy has been in movies. She at one point knows his catchphrase. How do you not just know one movie? Just to know, just to be like, What's his favorite movie? Just say one. There's not going to be any follow-up questions. Just say a movie. It's it's not not hard to do. Um, we get to see the inside of this theater pretty early on. And later, after the interview, they claim that the interview is responsible for bringing thousands of more people to this play. I have bad news. That theater... <laughs> is not going to hold any more people before the Cincinnati interview than it does after the Cincinnati interview. That's a 500 seat boy is what that is. Maybe a thousand, the thousands more people. Are they watching on a jumbotron outside because they're not coming into theater? I can tell you that right now. Like you didn't have it in an amphitheater, bro. That thing's smaller than the peace center. And yeah, that Greenville. And you're like, thousands more people are coming. To do what? Try to scalp tickets? They're not getting in. They're just not. I'm sorry. That's bad. It's a bad job all the way around. Um, he, uh, they are, once again, in the five-star Christmas Inn in this movie, a.k.a. Yeah. Jake Epstein's house, as you, you may know it, um, which, is, which is wild. But there's one other venue that was interesting to me. I believe that the mayor's office, the mayor of Dickens, his office is in his house. Like he doesn't have an office at the mayor's office. They go, they say they need to go to the mayor's office and they show up at this guy's house. 
Like, are they still in his, his personal office? Is that where they are? Uh, and la- lastly, um, Ace Hardware, guys, I, I just don't know. What are we yeah. doing? What are we doing? I, I, I mean, this is why this movie can't be number one for the year. Like, I would not have it there anyway. But just bags of Ace Hardware. We're getting our tree at Ace Hardware. I used to work there. It was the best job I ever had. Like, how much like, – we are – just this side of saying the benefits and pay rates of just handing out <laughs> applications to people in the viewing audience, right? Well, can I ask you this, Dan? Have yeah. you ever been to an Ace Hardware? <laughs> I, I have, and it is no such magical place that they talk about in a Dickens of a holiday. I can tell you that right now. It is not. Um, but they do have stuff. They always have what I'm looking for, right? They, they uh, Do they? I don't know. You're the one looking. <laughs> well, one time, one time, Dan and I loaded a. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. A, uh, some chairs into the back of his truck, and we didn't have any straps. And we and stopped so by Ace. We stopped by Ace Hardware after you know, of course, I stood in the back of the truck and held them on. Well, so you're not going to drive my truck. I mean, come on. No, I'm a human yeah. strap baby. That's right, human strap baby. I saw them live. They were, they sounded they were like they'd be, ooh, so good. They, so this is 75% of the show was good, but the other half felt a little loose. 75% was good. The other half felt loose. That's that's some some fuzzy math. They were in the pocket the whole time. I can tell you that right now. You get off the pocket. Pan and I are right in this situation. Yep. We've got both pockets to prove it. Yeah, that's right, baby. Also saw pockets to prove it live. Wonderful, Mm. man. Open up for Human Trap, baby. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite Pockets to Prove It song, uh, Panda? Uh, I really like the song uh, Gimme Gimme All the the Pockets. All right. Uh, Let's get to the What the Hallmark is the part show. We talk about what (laughs) in this movie made us go, wait, what, Panda? I'm afraid, but go ahead. You you just said we talk about what in this movie makes us go, wait, what? We've already done that segment. What the Hallmark? You get it. You know who's not in the pocket. Yeah, they're like the big baggy uh, <laughs> Jinko Jinko cargo pockets. Yeah, yeah, uh, we are in those pockets. Yeah, Man, somewhere in there. So much in those pockets. Oh, that was so great much back in the day. I could they're put like my right Game Boy the... in there. Mm, the big boy too. The four bit. Couple yeah. pocket watches. <laughs> so great. Um, Panda, what the hallmark? Right? Yeah, I, I want to know. I, I was trying to figure out what is a comparison. For an actor, uh, the the popularity of uh, Jake in this movie compared to like what what level action star are we talking about here? Are we talking like um, man, like a Tom Holland kind of character where he's at right now, where everyone like loses their mind? Because it's interesting. He shows up in the small town, and you don't you don't see the media rush that I would imagine somebody of just the highest like most intense caliber is he like a little bit lower is he like Yanu Reese is he lower than that like where is he? I would like to know about where he's at he clearly has a catchphrase that people know but yeah I, I have a direct comp for him in my opinion he felt like Bruce Willis to me like okay. die hard die hard he's got the yippee Kaye line and then he does other action movies but it's hard for him to find serious roles and that was my comp, like a younger Bruce Willis, like in his prime Bruce like Willis. That. that was my okay. comp for him. 
Um, I got like my parole officer said I got like five more minutes, so I'll speed this along. Okay. Um, I uh, yeah, obviously, I just want to know what what happens. Does he get does do, do the people understand? Like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. Like, let's give him some slack and just see him after the holiday season, like a normal person would say. Or is this it for him? Does he not get to, you know, get that get that big spot that he was hoping for? So that's what I want to know, Dan. Yeah, I got two. First of all, his brother, when the restaurant starts to go poorly. And I want to, I'm going to read this right off here. He sells one of the dining rooms to the shop next door. And what is that shop next door? What, what, what are they selling where they're like, yes, we will take your dining room. Like, what are they, what, what could they possibly be selling to where they're like, yeah, We'll put a wall up here in your dining room. We've now annexed the dining room. We've started to march in on your territory. Like, what are they selling? It's not a competing restaurant. What do they need a dining room for? What what is it? Any ideas? Display room. Display room. Display room. Brand? Yeah, I think that it's um, I I don't have time. Mm, Fair enough. And then the second one is they're about to light the tree together, Brooke and Chris, and they go, oh, do you remember? We're going to do it like we used to do. And they do one, two, three, and they put their hands out and the lights come on, which is a weird tradition to have in general, but it's weirder when those two people, from what I understand, really didn't talk in high school. That's even weirder. So, yeah. So there there you have it. There you go. We did, everybody. Congratulations. Um, let's say we do one more of these episodes like this. I love it. I love it. I love it. More of it. Family Queen's Family uh, Christmas. It's uh, all Queen songs, but the words are changed to Christmas carols. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Somebody, somebody. Can anybody jingle, jingle bells? It's really good. We'll be back, we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Until then, it will be the first to wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas. 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 Deck the Hallmarks of Bramble Jam podcast. It's presented by Philo TV. It's produced by Brandon Gray and recorded live in, yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina. Set decor is by Plum at Haywood Mall. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. For more information on Bramble Jam Podcast Network, you can go to bramblejampodcast.com.